This is Money Talks, powered by the Money School, and our aim is to help you become wealthy. Let's get straight into today's show. Welcome back to the next edition of Money Talks. I've got money coach Gary Kale with me once again. I'm Brad Brown. And uh, today, Gary, I wanted to touch on something that, that you've mentioned on uh, numerous occasions here on the podcast. You often say that most people should be millionaires when they retire. But how can you say this when so few people will ever be able to retire financially independent? It's a, it's a huge problem. What do you actually mean by that? Well, I think that people can't retire with money or with any kind of wealth because they don't know how to create wealth. And they don't, you know, I've just learned over the last 15 years of being a money coach that when you, when you talk to wealthy people, they really just know stuff that others don't. And I'm going to give you such a simple example that would never have probably crossed your mind or any of the listeners' minds in terms of what is the actual decision that's being made here. So here's a, here's a piece of math that I did for a client of mine. They asked me, um, whether they should or shouldn't upgrade a car. So I said to them, well, look, I'm going to apply a similar rule to, to, to what I did personally, but I, but I used their exact example. Um, this was a person that had at the age of 25 bought a car and was spending 4,000 rand a month on the vehicle, not insurance, just 4,000 rand a month on the finance charges. The car at age 30, the car had run out of motor plan and she decided she wants to upgrade this car. Should she, shouldn't she do it? I said, well, listen, let's just understand the actual decision that you're making. That's all. I'm not going to tell you what to do. All I'm going to do is give you some options. So option number one is go and buy a new car. Okay. Take the 4,000 Rand, go and find something which probably now costs a little bit more because if you're wanting to maintain the same vehicle, maybe you've got a bit of a deposit, so you'd be lucky if you managed to just keep paying the 4,000 Rand. That's your one option. Second option is, is why don't you just keep the car? Keep the car for another five years. But if you're going to keep the car for another five years, this is my suggestion. My suggestion is, is that out of the 4,000 Rand a month you now have available, take 1,500 Rand of it and put that away into just some kind of short savings little account. In other words, maybe a seven-day call account or something like that at the bank, so that for the purpose really of just maintaining that car. So on a vehicle that costs about 4,000 Rand a month, you would have 18,000 Rand a year to maintain the car, you know, for tires, services, and anything else like that, which should be enough for you to be able to do that. The second thing is, is what about the two and a half thousand rand a month that you now have left? So I did a little quick little calculation and I promise you now it may sound like I know what I'm talking about, but it's just because I really just do this and focus on this all day long, but I'm not a financial planner. So I just went on to one of the bank's websites and I used their investment calculator and I put in two and a half thousand rand a month for a period of five years over 60 months and the return on investment I just put at 8% which was a little bit over inflation, so I wasn't being unrealistic about that. And I figured that over the five-year period, the, my client would have had 150,000 Rand invested. She would have put away 150,000 Rand, and with the investment value of, a, of, of um, growing at 8% per year over the five-year period, she would have ended up with about 184,000 Rand. So I said to her, you know, you can have, you can keep your car and still have 184,000 Rand. Which one do you want? So she was still a little bit like a little bit unsure about this. Like it sounded like a lot of money, but, um, not too sure. I said, okay, here's another scenario. 
you do this so from age 30 to 35, you do exactly what you, what I just suggested to you and you keep, you, you accumulate 184,000 rand plus drive a car that's still in very good shape plus have enough money to service it. But now do this. Leave that money invested and don't touch it again until retirement age. Leave it from age 35 till you're 65. In other words, leave the investment amount for another 30 years. And I showed her very, very simply on my laptop. I said to her, the investment value growing at the same 8% from that lump sum over the next 30 years would give you 2 million rand in retirement. Now, people are going to never, ever arrive in retirement. A massive percentage of society will not with more than half a million rand. But this is just an example of how many times in a relationship, I mean, if you, you know, I know you married, how many times over your life are you or your wife going to have to upgrade a car? Maybe every five years. So if you please God married for 45 years, it means 16 cars. Can't you just do this once or twice each? And put 10 million rand. Well, I guess it won't be as much because as you get older, the investment amount drops. But do you understand the, do you understand the implication of how people will complain that it's so hard and I could never, ever, ever in my wildest dreams imagine me having a million or two million rand in retirement? I'm not saying at age 30 that two million rand would be what two million rand is worth today. But in terms of actual money that had been saved, people will never achieve that because they just continue to make the same decisions. You know, I just got a promotion at work and I got an extra 4,000 rand. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go buy a new car. I can say, well, well done. You got a new car. But you've actually achieved nothing financially. That was an opportunity for you to accelerate towards building wealth. That 4,000 rand a month would have ended up being much more than the 2 million rand in retirement, have, you know, given the same age and so on of that individual. So people just don't make wealthy decisions. And that's why I say wealthy people just simply know stuff that others don't. They know the kind of decisions that they should be looking at and they've got the balls to make those decisions. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great, great example. Often we, it's, it's pie in the sky, but if we, we hear and see numbers in front of us, uh, it definitely makes a, a huge, huge difference. Gary, thank you so much for your time today. Much appreciated. We're back again in just a couple of days time here on Money Talks powered by the Money School. Until then, take care. Thank you for listening to Money Talks powered by the Money School. To find out more about the Money School, connect with us on Facebook. Just search for the Money School SA.